Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to WCUA Radio. This is the first episode of Talking Hoops with Robbie Cruz and John Anthony Buono of the Spring 2022 semester. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you ever want to call into our show, the phone number is 202-319-5106. Again, that's 202-319-5106. As you guys might know, this is an NBA-centric talk show where we will always be talking all things NBA-related. We'll be talking about news, rumors, transactions, and anything that happened in sports. We'll talk about scores. We'd love to have conversations with you guys. Anything NBA-related. So, Jay, you ready? It is great to be here. We got a great show for you tonight because it happens to be a big day in the NBA season. And what day is that today, Robert? It was the NBA trade deadline yes, today. Yes, Robert. <laughs> Thank you for calling me, Robert, <laughs> You're by welcome. The way. So, as you guys are probably aware, today was the trade deadline. It was quite the day for several teams. A lot of teams improved. A lot of teams didn't, um, didn't improve, unfortunately. One of those teams that did not improve, unfortunately, was my Los Angeles <laughs> Lakers, but We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, and the Knicks were kind of a little short on, you know, I thought they were going to do something pretty big, but obviously they didn't, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, I was pretty surprised about the Knicks, but Jay is right. We will get into that. Again, if you ever want to call in, that's 202-319-5106. So, Jay, what transaction do you want to start off with today? There were so many transactions, <laughs> and it doesn't even have to be today because, you know, in the okay. last few days there were trades that were happening. <laughs> It's interesting because there were a ton. I mean, do you want to go big and start off first, or do you want to go with the small ones? Yeah, no, I think starting off big is really interesting. Okay, well, the biggest trade I think that's obviously the biggest is James Harden was traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Philadelphia 76ers with Paul Millsap in exchange for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and a bunch of picks. Now, I'd love to talk about that. I mean, I honestly will think that's going to take up a lot of our show because there's so much to talk about when it comes to those two teams, let alone those two players. So, Robbie, what is your first impression of this trade? And what do you think it does to both teams and their future in the NBA this season? Yeah, no, it's really interesting that we talked about James Harden getting traded to the Nets. That's obviously the big one that everyone's been talking about. But I would say that for... Okay, let's start with the Philadelphia 76ers sure. because they got the best player in the deal. Mm-hmm. James Harden is a top 15 player in the NBA. Of course. I understand that he's been out of shape. He hasn't looked the greatest at times. His point-per-game average, this is the lowest that he's averaged since he became a starter. Right. You know, but... At the end of the day, let's look at it this way. If you're the Philadelphia 76ers, you had to make this move. Yeah. Now, why do I say they had to make this move? Because essentially, they're swapping Seth Curry with James Harden. Yeah. Because Ben Simmons hasn't played all this season. Exactly. Andre Drummond, he hasn't really played much this season. He's been a backup to Joel Embiid. Yeah. The first round picks, they don't need to worry about that. Yeah, exactly. And the Philadelphia 76ers are one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference right mm-hmm. now. I think they're what? Like they're they're a top 3 seeded team in the Eastern Conference. So, essentially They're actually 5th right now. Fifth. But okay. they're but they're very close. I mean, they're right they're a game and a half behind the Cavs and the Bulls for the top 3 spot. Right. So the Eastern Conference, the thing is that it's so tight this season. Uh I think they're only like what two games out of first place? It's something yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, two and a half well. games out of first place behind the Miami Heat. Yeah, so exactly. It's, uh, the Eastern Conference is up for grabs. But, exactly. Yeah. So the Eastern Conference is up for grabs, as Jay said. But the main point in this deal is that if you're the Philadelphia 76ers, you have to make this move because this allows you to not waste another year of Joel Embiid's career. Yeah. If they don't make this move, they don't win the finals. Yeah. Joel Embiid cannot carry a team by himself. Mm-hmm. So that's the first reason. Number two. Uh, ben Simmons did not belong in the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, yeah. It was an awkward fit. I'm sure that there were tensions in the locker room, and it, it just did not work out for him and the Sixers. Mm-hmm. They had to make this move. The Sixers, you made a good move here. Yes. But in terms of what they're getting with James Harden, yes, there are a lot of question marks with him. He's been heavy. He's slow. He hasn't put up the greatest numbers, like I said. But... Look at what he was doing when Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving were playing full-time. Yeah. He was actually putting up pretty good numbers. Yeah. James Harden, for some reason, when he's not motivated, 
His numbers are horrible. Yeah. They're very disappointing. He put up four points in his last game as a Brooklyn <laughs> Net, but I think that's just because he was the only star out there. He's playing yeah. with a bunch of backups, role players, reserves, guys who weren't really making much of an impact. So you put James Hart on a team with Joel Embiid, with Tobias Harris, with uh, you know Ty Ball, you got Maxi, mm-hmm. you got a lot of really good pieces. Yeah. That's going to enter... Ener- uh, make him energetic again. Yeah. I think that's going to help him play better. So, despite the concerns that people have about him, you know, being out of mm-hmm. shape or yeah. not playing good defense or being lazy, I don't think the Sixers really have to worry about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Another good part about this trade is James Harden literally already opted into his contract yeah, next season. Exactly. So he's already showing an interest in having a future with the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm-hmm. He is here for the long run. It's not just going to be one of these exactly. you know short term pit stops like. He loves he loved playing under Daryl Morey. He's under yeah. him again, and now he's going to be the number one guy in the offense, which is what he wanted. Yeah. James Harden loves the ball. He dominates the ball, as exactly. we all know. And with the Sixers, he's going to be able to dominate the ball. I agree. And those are all great points. And one thing that I also want to, want to uh, add is, honestly, I, I, I honestly think that the Sixers won this trade. And the reason I say that is because... Honestly, James Harden with Joel Embiid in the pick and roll scares me, because James Harden is one of the best all is 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 one of the best players in the NBA. Joel Embiid is having an MVP type season, and Joel Embiid and James Harden as your one-two punch in the on the 76ers, That's pretty good, especially in the East. I mean, they're definitely going to put up a fight. I mean, honestly, I mean, obviously you lost Steph Curry probably their best shooter but you still have Matisse Thibel you still have Tyrese Maxey as Robbie noted but honestly I could see a I could see an Eastern Conference matchup between the Bucks and the 76ers now yeah no that's very possible <laughs> I mean here's my thing though my only concern with the Sixers is that James Harden in my opinion is a certified choker that man yeah. chokes every single season in the yeah. playoffs and last year he didn't even have the opportunity to choke yeah. because he was injured exactly so I'm concerned about, will he choke again? Yeah. I'm a little bit concerned about the hamstring. Mm-hmm. And I know that last year with the Nets, he was able to turn it on just like that rice. He got traded. But yeah. is he going to be able to do that with the Sixers? Yeah. He has been extremely lazy with the Nets this season. It's and true. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to just yeah. turn things on just like that with the Nets. Or yeah. with the Sixers, rather. No, that's a good point. And to kind of go transition into the Nets side of this trade, I mean... You're obviously getting Ben Simmons, who is obviously one of the most dominant players in the league, but he hasn't played this season. So, Robbie, what do you think? How long do you think it's going to take for Ben Simmons and the, the Nets to kind of nurture Ben Simmons as he gets back into play to Ben Simmons the way we want to see him? You know, I actually am not that concerned about it if I'm the Brooklyn Nets. If I'm the Brooklyn Nets, uh, I, you know, they had to trade uh, James Harden. Yeah. Their hands were tied. I thought that they actually did pretty decently mm-hmm. for what they got. Yeah. I think that they could have gotten a Maxi or a Tide Bowl if yeah. they had included maybe a guy like Patty Mills and mm-hmm. Paul Millsap in the yeah. deal. But if you're the Nets, your hands were tied. Yeah. Um, it came down to this, folks. So James Harden basically told the Brooklyn Nets, like, I'm, I'm I don't want to be here. Yeah, right. Exactly. He demanded a trade, and the Sixers had to trade, or the Nets had to trade him. Right. Because if they don't trade him. You're going to create another Houston Rockets situation in your locker room. Exactly. The locker room would have been completely divided. Right. It would have been extremely awkward. It would have been extremely uncomfortable for the players. Nobody would have wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. They had to make this move. Right. Now, I will say, though, I don't know if the Sixers submitted the best offer. They probably did. Yeah. Because I don't think most teams really wanted to trade for James Harden. Not because he wasn't good enough, but because they know okay, he's a free agent this summer, mm-hmm. and if we trade for him, he might not. he's probably going to leave. Yeah. So why would we give up that much to get James Harden? So the Sixers probably had leverage in all the trade yeah. negotiations. I also think that um, Daryl Morey had a little bit to do with James Harden's decision because obviously the connection back in Houston and just being able to reunite with him, and I think that James Harden will... I don't know if they'll win the. I mean, I don't know if they're going to get to the finals, but I think they have a really good shot. And I think it's really good for the the reason. Also, another reason why I think the Sixers won this trade is because you kept Maxi and you kept Thibel, two of your best defenders, and the fact that they kept and there were reports saying that you know Maxi and Thibel might be in it, and I was like, oh no! I mean, you're giving obviously you're getting a James Harden, but you're who's like think of it this way: 
if the Sixers were to play the Nets in a playoff series, and you gave, you have James Harden, but you gave up Matisse Thybul or Tyrese Maxey, who's going to guard Durant? That's the thing. I mean, <laughs> Ben Simmons was their best defender by a That's long true. shot. That's so. true. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, and you don't even have Ben Simmons anymore either. So, like, I think that the 76ers have a great shot at doing really, really well. And it, I just think, and also, I, I mean, the fact that the East is so thin. I mean, well, it's tight. I mean, it's so open. I think the 76... I'm not saying the 76 are the favorite. I still think the Bucks are the favorites to win the East. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, I'm, which is funny because Vegas actually has the Nets... Well, I don't think it... Before the James Harden trade, the, the Vegas actually had the Nets as still the favorites. We have a caller. All right. You want to pick up the phone? Sure. Hello. Good evening, caller. Hi. Um, I don't know how to do this, but I'm... I was supposed to call in. Yeah, sure. Who? And uh, may I ask who's calling? My name's Kathy. My nephew is John Anthony. Oh, oh, Kathy, it's nice to meet you. Hi, Aunt Kathy. How Hi, are nice you? To meet you too. I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Just talking basketball with my boy Robbie. <laughs> so, um, Should I just click on the link? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Kathy, are you a big right. basketball fan? I'm not, but I'm a big John Anthony fan. Well, I, <laughs> hey, I, I, I really appreciate that. I mean, we're going to be talking basketball for the next hour. And, yes, you can click on that link I sent you before, and you can listen. Okay. And you, we'll be on the show, and you'll hear us just fine. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for thank calling you. in, thank Kathy. Thank you very much for calling in, Kathy. All right, so as just a friendly reminder to you guys, if you guys ever want to call in, the phone number is 202-319-5106. So, yeah, let's get back to uh, James Harden and the Sixers trade. So let's look at uh, Ben Simmons going to the net. So I kind of thought about this a lot, uh, Jay, and here's my thing. If you're the Nets, Ben Simmons had to be the guy that you were going to get, right? But sure. my thing is that how are the Nets going to – Play, like, how's their offense going to operate now? The Nets or the Sixers? The Nets, like with Ben Simmons. I mean, we all know Ben Simmons can't really shoot the ball, yeah. right? Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are two ball-dominant players. If yeah. they're ball-dominant players, how's it going to work with them dominating the ball, but then you have Ben Simmons who also dominates the ball typically, but he can't space the floor out. How is that going to work? See, that's a great question, and I, I was thinking about myself, but... Yes, Ben Simmons is a guy that dominates the ball, but he's also a guy that doesn't need to shoot. I mean, obviously, you know, he was a guy who was so scared to 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 make layups, honestly. And like we saw that last year in the playoffs, but I think that he's in a situation where yes, he can he can, he can control the ball, but he doesn't have to shoot. He can facilitate to right, Durant. Here, here's my thing though. If if Kyrie Irving has the ball, if he's doing an isolation, Where's Ben Simmons going to stand? I think Ben Simmons' job is to crash the boards, play defense, and facilitate the basketball. Right, but if Kyrie Irving has a one-on-one isolation match with a defender, Ben, like you can you put him in the pick, to, or you can put him in the pick and roll, and well, and, you typically want to clear out the paint, right? And the thing is, like with Ben Simmons, you can't really clear out the paint because the defender is going to sag off him because he he knows that he's not going to shoot. Hmm. That's a good point, but I think that's like, my only concern yeah, with the net side of th- this. Th- that that that's true, and that's a good point. I mean, maybe maybe you don't even play. I mean, obviously you need chemistry, but maybe you don't even play all of Ben Simmons' minutes with Kyrie Irving. But what about Kevin Durant? Like. Durant's kind so, of the same guy. Like he's another isolation player. You just can't play. You can't have somebody who's a ball dominant isolation player with Ben Simmons in the court. Also, another concern that I have in terms of what the Nets are getting, I just concern with Ben Simmons playing late in the games. I mean, you know, we all know that Ben Simmons can't play late in the in the fourth quarter. There's so many question marks about it. I mean, I just think that the fit with Ben Simmons going to the Nets is just yeah. awkward. Yeah, and see, that's why I thought that the 76ers won this deal because, I mean, you're getting a question mark in Ben Simmons who hasn't played a game of basketball since last year because he's, you know, who knows where he was. But I I don't know. I just think that Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, yes, on paper looks really scary, but I think the best the best way to play Ben Simmons is to put him in the pick and roll and throw lobs. And obviously, Kyrie Irving. Right, and but Kevin, how, how many pick and rolls can you run with? Well, that's Benson? true. That's but thing. I think, 
I think you just you're gonna have to put him on the perimeter, and then like if if, if shot goes up, he has to box out, get the rebound, and then get get into transition because that's where that's where that's where Ben Simmons is the best is transition, finishing, and also playing great defense. And so I think yes, he might not be able to spread the floor as much because he can't shoot, but I think that his role, I think his main role is to play defense and to facilitate the basketball and occasionally the pick and roll. And it'll be interesting to see because, like I said, like it may take time to nurture him. And obviously we have the All-Star break coming up, so he'll have time to get used to the team. But I still think the 76ers won this trade because, yeah, I, obviously, know. James Harden, I think, is... I mean, I I mean, I don't think it's debate, but James Harden, I think, is a little better than Ben Simmons. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean... It's, it's yeah. just... When- when it comes to trades, the team that's getting the best player typically wins the deal. But, right. you know, like I said, you can't really fault the Nets for what they got in this deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Nets, they had to make the trade, like I said, because Harden demanded out of Brooklyn. And if you didn't trade him, it just would have been an awkward situation. Uh, so they had to trade him just because of those reasons. And... I'm sure, like I said earlier, nobody was giving the the Nets any good offers for James Harden because they know Harden would already be one foot out the door since he's a free agent this summer. So you can't really blame the Nets for that. It's just, you know, Ben Simmons seemed to be the main guy that they wanted, and rightfully so. It's just, Mm -hmm. I think it's an extremely awkward fit. But I will say, though, the underrated piece in this deal was Seth Curry going to the Nets. Oh, yeah, definitely. Seth Curry is underrated. Yeah. The man is averaging 15 points a game, shooting 48% from the field, and 40% from three. Yeah. That guy right there is perfect for spacing. Exactly. Like, you can, he's a deep three-point shooter. He's a good free-throw shooter. Like, we were just talking about isolation ball. You can, like, he's the perfect guy for a guy who likes to isolate because if the guy drives past the defender, and the defense collapses, Seth Curry's typically going exactly. to be wide open. So honestly, I think he's just a better Patty Mills. Yeah, like, he's a better he's, Patty he's Mills. Literally, and Mills he, has been great for the Nets. Yeah, he's, so he's basically Patty Mills 2.0, which is better. And I think that's great. Like, And it's a good point. Like If you have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant in the isolation, you can penetrate and dish out to, to uh, Seth Curry, and that definitely makes their offense very interesting. No, definitely. It's... Yeah, so I think that that's a really good pickup for uh, for the Nets. Yeah, um, he'll probably start. I'd imagine, right? I would say so. I mean, like you would have. I mean, they're obviously you. I mean, Kyrie Irving part time, and you have Seth Curry, Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, and um, I guess Andre Drummond. And we have <laughs> another caller. We will pick up the phone. Good evening, caller. Who are we talking to? This is Dad Buono calling oh, in. Oh, man. Ah, Mr. Buono, how are you? Good. Hold on. I want to turn off the uh, stream. <laughs> hey, you guys there? Yes, yes we, we are. are. We are. Am I echoing? We no, you're you perfect. loud and clear and you're perfect. Okay, cool. You guys rock. I'm so impressed with your analysis. It's like I'm listening to an ESPN uh, podcast. Well, we really appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big day, the trade right, deadline. My question is, um, Shaq called Ben Simmons a crybaby, and I totally agree with that assessment. So how does that play into this whole trade, and is he going to really be able to play with the other crybaby, mm-hmm. um, you know, Kevin Durant? Yeah, no, uh, Ben Simmons is, you know, a lot of people have called him a crybaby, and that's just because they don't like his personality. Uh, Also, they look at the fact that he has not been willing to take shots late in the game, or just in general. He hasn't improved at all since becoming a rookie. And I think that, like, if he is going to improve, it's going to be right now. Because people could say, oh, he never really wanted to be a sixer. You know, that's why he wasn't really working on his game that much. Now he's a Brooklyn Net. He's in the big city the big lights, and if he actually will improve, now's the time. It's the perfect time for him to improve. So if he doesn't improve, then yeah, I would like to think that he's a big crybaby, but if he does improve, which I think he should, now that he's like, you know, a lot of people have doubted him, this is a great chance for him. And to to go off that point, I think that you could also make the argument that James Harden is sort of a crybaby, if you think about it. I think Harden's more of a crybaby than uh, Ben Simmons. Because he kind of forced, forced himself out of Houston and he obviously had Chris Paul with him. That didn't work out. And then he comes to Brooklyn, and then he basically begs his way out. And now you're swapping with Ben Simmons, who could is also kind of a crybaby. So you're yeah. kind of getting two of the same player, honestly. And so um, we'll see how it goes. But like I said before, I think the Sixers won this trade. But um, you're definitely getting yeah. kind of a hothead with Ben Simmons a little bit. Well, thanks for your insight, guys. I really appreciate it. I love your show. 
As Vincent says, first time caller, long time fan. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Mr. Bono, thank you so much for calling thank in. Thank you so Have much, a good night. Dad. All right, guys. Take care. See ya. Bye bye. All right. So, yeah, just great questions. We love the conversation. If you ever want to call in, the number is 202 319 5106. But, uh, you know, going back to Ben Simmons, though. It, you know, I have a lot of questions about the trade. I have a lot of questions about the fit. I think it can be a little bit awkward, but I think at the end of the day, I think that the Brooklyn Nets will find a way to make this work. But my question is, what's the starting lineup going to look like for because, the for the Nets? Nets? Because Ben Simmons is a, he plays point guard mostly, yeah. and you obviously got Kyrie Irving is also yeah. a point guard. You have Seth Curry, Kevin Durant, then Lamarcus Aldridge, Nick Claxton, Patty. Like a and lot you, of guys have Andre Drummond to too, and Andre Drummond too. Yeah, I, so that's a great question. I mean. I, I mean, also because Kyrie Irving's part time, so you have to switch the lineups every once in exactly. a while. Exactly. So I, you know, I think that's the main. I think that's the best part of this is that the Sixers, or I'm sorry, the Nets now have a point guard. Right. When Irving is is like when they're playing home games. Yeah. No, that's a good point. And so I think let's just say let's let's do it for both. So let's say you're at home and you don't have Kyrie Irving. Right. I would say so. You have Ben Simmons. I would say probably Seth Curry would start too. Kevin Durant. Um, I guess Lamarcus Aldrich. I I really think though that I think they're gonna turn like you said. I think they'll try to turn Ben Simmons into a big man, or like a stretch five kind of player. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know if I say stretch or five, maybe, maybe he can't like shoot, maybe but. like four. Like yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like you know how people have been saying for years, the Sixers should no longer make him a point guard. Yeah, they should turn him into a big man primarily yeah. because he can't shoot. Maybe that's probably what the Brooklyn Nets are gonna do with yeah. him. And then when Irving has to sit out because of yeah. home games or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think then that's when they're going to slide Simmons so into the point what, guard role. what would you say the lineup would be if Kyrie Irving, like we're on the road when he's playing? So, I mean, it's I think it's going to be Kyrie Irving at the point guard slot. You'll mm-hmm. have Seth Curry at the shooting guard yeah. slot. You'll have Kevin Durant at the small forward slot. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons at the power forward position. Yeah. And then you got LaMarcus Aldridge as the center. That's yeah. what they. That's yeah. what they'll probably end up doing. That makes sense. Uh, but if they're playing at home, then you would essentially replace Sim- or Irving with Ben Simmons at the point guard role, yeah. and they'd probably just play small ball or big ball and have Lamarcus Aldridge play power forward, mm-hmm. and then Nick Claxton plays uh, center. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, before we move on to another team, because we spent yeah, about we have twenty a lot, minutes on the there are a now. lot. Of, there are a lot of deals going on. I want to say this: I was surprised the Nets didn't trade Paul Millsap today. Yeah, that's a good point. Because for the last month or so, yeah, all we've heard about is that. Paul Millsap wants to be traded. Yeah. Like, he hasn't played for the Nets in over a month. <laughs> Wait, it's just, he's just not in the rotation. He's know. not in the rotation anymore, exactly. He said that he's going to step away from playing with the Nets. So, clearly you would think that the Nets would try to trade him. Yeah. Right? But, for some reason, they didn't trade him at all. I don't know what the logic was in that. Maybe, why, I'm surprised they didn't try to get a second-round draft pick Wait, or something for him. Paul Millsap? For Paul Millsap. They traded him with James Harden. Oh, James Harden was in the deal? Or Paul Millsap was yeah, in the deal? Yeah, he was in the deal. Oh, I didn't see him in, his Paul, name in the deal. Yeah. Oh, then that works out perfectly. Yeah, Paul Millsap oh, in the deal. I had no idea. That's actually great. So that's yeah, no, that's actually really great news for the uh yep. for the Philadelphia 76ers. Because a guy like Paul Millsap, I think, would work out. I always said he would look great for a team like yeah. that. He's a stretch four who plays pretty good defense. He's a little bit older at this time at this time in his career, but overall though, I think that the Philadelphia Six 76ers, like you said, they just did extremely well. You know, yeah, exactly. they got the guy who they needed, and I had no idea they got Paul Millsap. So getting Millsap too is going to help out tremendously. Exactly. Uh, you know, I don't think losing Andre Drummond's really going to hurt that much. They essentially replaced uh, Seth Curry with James Harden. Harden's much better, and with Curry, you will miss his three point shooting, but James Harden's offense outweighs Seth Curry's shooting. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to our next big trade today. So. A big trade that I really wanted to talk about, and mm-hmm. it was a trade that I couldn't wrap my head around. J.A. You know what trade that was? There was, was it, a few. Was it, the Demo- was it the Sabonis trade? No, that was a few days. ago. We'll get to that one in a second. But the Mavericks traded Kristaps Porzingis to the Washington Wizards. Yeah, I. What saw, were your thoughts on that? I saw that. I was like, okay, so it was Paul Millsap for Spencer. Dewey. Oh, we're go- No, Paul Millsap was it wasn't yeah, in this deal. Yeah, he was. James Harden and Paul Millsap going to the Sixers for Ben Simmons. No, I'm, I'm talking about the Chris Porzingis trade. Yeah, what about it? Chris Porzingis went to the Wizards. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that has yeah. nothing to do with Paul Millsap. I, did I, say, I, I said Spencer Dinwiddie. Oh, yeah, I think you said Paul Millsap on accident. I, I apologize. So, yes. So, it was it was um, Chris Porzingis for Spencer Dinwiddie. And I don't know, was there another player? Oh, yeah, David D- Bertans. David Bertans yes. was in it. Yes, Bertans was in it. 
and the and the Mavericks sent a second round pick oh, to the yes, Wizards. Yes. Um, okay. Yes. So I I saw this and I was like, great. I mean, I mean, Porzingis is a solid player, obviously, but I don't know. It just seemed like one of those like, okay, cool, whatever kind of deals. I mean, the, I mean, the Wizards. Do they? I mean, where are they standing? They're right now. There's, oh, the Wizards' yeah, season's they're, they're, over. They're, they're twenty-four and twenty-nine, eleventh in the East. Oh no, no yeah, the Wizards yeah. are taking yeah, yeah, the season. Yeah, they they, but, sh- they started like seven and two or something, and it was, everyone was like, "Oh, the Wizards are good," and then like they started losing games. And I mean, obviously they're going to tank this year, but like it's just when I was like, I don't know, shrug your well, shoulders and I don't see. Know. Here's my thing. I thought that the Wizards did really well in this trade. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what the Mavericks were thinking. Though. Yeah, that that's because the key, yeah because think about it like this: if you're the Wizards. Okay, mm-hmm. Bradley Beal's a free agent this offseason. and he's hurt now. And he's hurt. Yeah. yeah. Now another debate it we'll have for another show, I guess, is yeah. should the Wizards actually give him a max deal? Yeah. You know, that's I, I personally don't deal. think that they should, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah. either way, Beal's a free agent this offseason. You look at okay, so now they have Chris Asporzingis, mm-hmm. who's a really solid player. Yeah. They've got Kyle Kuzma, who's played really well for them, mm-hmm. and they've got spot shooters like Contavious Caldwell Pope. Yeah. I believe. That if the Wizards can add two or three more solid pieces, I think that's a pretty solid team. Yeah, honestly, and the Eastern Conference is pretty wide open. If yeah, you, yeah, and, and yeah. Three of their biggest disappointments this season, they just got rid of today. Yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie has been an absolute bust mm-hmm. for the Washington Wizards. Yeah, Dinwiddie has underperformed. He has not shot well. He's been a problem in the locker room. Yeah, everything's gone, and he's making a lot more money than he should. Yeah. The second one, Davi Bertan. Mm-hmm. You know what his role is in the NBA? He's a spot up three point shooter. Three and D, yeah. He's not even. A, he doesn't even play good defense. He's a spot up. He's a spot up shooter. You know what he's shooting from three right now? Was it like thirty percent? Thirty one percent. Yeah, it's pretty bad. The Wizards were paying him about thir- Like they're paying him like eighteen million dollars to shoot thirty percent from three when that's his <laughs> only role. Yeah, so I think they- he's making more than that, by the way. Yeah. So there's that. Then the third one that's been disappointing that they got rid of today. Was Montrez Harrell? Yeah. Now Harrell obviously was not a part of the steal. Harrell got traded to the Charlotte Hornets for Ish Smith, and I think a second round pick. It was something very small, but either way, the Wizards did well today because yes, they are taking on Chris Asporzingis, a guy who's had who's had health issues, a guy who has been lazy at times, and he hasn't been the best player for the Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. But I think part of that has to do with the, it's a James Harden effect. I just. I don't think he was very motivated with Dallas. Luka Doncic is an extremely ball-dominant point yes. guard. Doncic holds on to the ball for, I think, like 31% of their possessions. Yeah. Porzingis wasn't getting the ball very much. Exactly. I don't think he was that engaged. With the Wizards, Porzingis is going to get the ball yeah. again. I think that this is going to be a New York Knicks situation I was again. just going to say that, Robbie. And, like, not just because I'm a Knicks fan, but just because of, you know— him being on the Knicks, like it seems like he's gonna be a Knicks situation where we drafted him and we thought he was gonna be the number one guy. We, they were he was gonna get somebody to to uh, play with him. That didn't happen. But obviously, I think the Wizards and Robbie made some good points. Is that I think the Wizards are two or three, maybe one or two spots away, like players away from becoming a contender again because they they basically wrote off every they wrote off some players that they just didn't didn't need and they brought back Porzingis and maybe in two or three years the Wizards will be back on back in the top five yeah. like they were at the beginning of the season. I can no I could very well see the Wizards uh just improving off of this. Yeah. Like they only got better. Exactly. The, if you're the Wizards, you have to make this trade. Yeah. Like they had all this money freed up. Yeah. And they had two max slots available this offseason. Yeah. One was go to gonna go to Bradley Beal and another one was going to go to either a free agent and this free agent market's extremely weak by the way. So yeah. They really didn't have much of a choice there or to trade for a guy. I think that Chris S. Porzingis is the perfect guy for the Wizards because, you know, he's not too, too big of a name, but yeah. he's a solid player. We know what Chris S. Porzingis can be. With the New York Knicks, Porzingis was putting up 24 points a game and, like, 12 rebounds yeah. a game and, like, two or three blocks. He was incredible. He's got so much potential and promise. Mm-hmm. If you're the Wizards, the only question mark that they have is will Chris S. Porzingis be healthy? Good you question, know? yeah. And I think that they're completely writing the season off. But assuming that they get Bradley Beal back next season, yeah. the Wizards are going to have – you'll have Ish Smith, the point guard, who's a good playmaker. You'll have Bradley yeah. Beal. You'll have Kyle Kuzma. You'll have Chris S. Porzingis. And you can have a guy like Thomas Bryant at center. Yeah. That's a solid starting five, I think. Yeah. It's, I, not, it's not like 
you know, they're not going to be a top three team in the Eastern Conference, but yeah. they'll still be pretty solid, I think. I think so, too. So, now let's go and take a look at the Dallas Mavericks side of this trade. Mm-hmm. Um, J.A., why did the Dallas Mavericks make this trade? I I don't know. I, I look at this trade, and... I guess where are they standing? Where are they standing in the in the West? Let's see. They're standing. I mean, they're fifth in the West right now. They're right. They're thirty-two and twenty-three. They're fifth in the Western Conference, and I mean, giving up Kristaps Porzingis with I mean, Kristaps Porzingis, like you said, is a really solid player, and now I mean, obviously Doncic is a very um, ball dominant guy. So I think that Kristaps Porzingis might have been hungry for the ball, and he wants to be more of that player he was on the Knicks. So I think that the Mavericks, um, I think honestly the Mavericks should have made, I think the Mavericks are fine with making this deal, to be honest with you. You really think so? I I, I just, I don't know. I I mean, I think it's just better that that Porzingis is gone and he's just with somebody else. I don't know. You can disagree with me. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, I personally disagree with that. I mean, here's my problem with this. Did the Dallas Mavericks clear salary in this deal? No. Did the Dallas Mavericks get any better? Who did, in they, my even, opinion, who did no. they even get back? Spencer Dinwiddie and oh, Debbie yeah. Berton. And both of them have been horrible for the Wizards this season. Yeah. So, I don't get it. If you're the Mavericks, you make a trade for two reasons. One, financial flexibility, which they did not do. Or hmm. two, you want to get better, I, which I don't think they did. The only thing that they got out of this deal was two guys who actually play consistently. Yeah. I, because both yeah. of them are healthy, they just really stink. Yeah. It's, think- it's a matter of would you rather have a guy who is hurt and never plays or a guy who stinks and always plays because both of them stink yeah and they always play i think i think it was i think honestly the mavericks had the right idea it was just the wrong trade okay i think that they could have gone for some something i don't know but if porzingis was really was was porzingis reportedly like not happy in dallas or anything Uh, there have been rumors about that for a long time i mean you heard about that after they lost to the clippers last yeah so i don't know it just seemed like maybe he might he might have wanted a different um different environment but see i have no problem with that but trading him for spencer now that you say that 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 sounds kind of kind of bad now here's here's why i think the dallas mavericks did this Mm -hmm. i think that they did this because Jalen Brunson is a free agent this offseason. Yeah. And Jalen Brunson is going to demand a lot of money in free agency. He's doing well, yeah. He is doing pretty well. He's their shooting guard. Yeah. If I had to take a bet, Brunson's walking this offseason. Did you hear what he said the other day? What did he say? He said it's going to take a lot of money for to, to sign me. A lot of money. What do you think is a lot of money for Jalen Brunson? What do you think he's at least of? At least $20 million a season. I mean, Jalen Brunson is legit. He's yeah. an incredible player. I mean, he's averaging 16 points and 6 assists a game. Yeah. And Luka Doncic holds on the ball 35% of the time. Yeah, so he could honestly, he could clearly be averaging 20 if he got the ball. Oh, more. yeah, exactly. So the thing is that the Mavericks, I think they made this trade because assuming they lose uh, Brunson this offseason, that allows Dinwiddie to essentially be his replacement. I don't know if that's going to work. I don't think it's going to work. I think it's a mistake. Yeah. But... Dinwiddie's going to be their new shooting guard next season. And then Reggie Bullock's currently their starting small forward. I'm sure they're willing to have... Great. I mean, it's <laughs> Reggie Bullock or David Bertan. One of those two is going to be their starting Never. small forward. Yeah. So I think the Mavericks did this in preparation for the fact that they're going to lose Jalen Brunson. Yeah. And they, I think what they're thinking is, okay, this strength is our bench this season, and now we can let Jalen Brunson walk and mm-hmm. not be completely flabbergasted and hurt yeah. by it. That's the only reason why I think that the Mavericks made this deal. And I think it's a mistake. Mm-hmm. I think that if you're going to give Chris Apps Porzingis, you can get somebody better. Yeah. I mean, come on. Dinwiddie's averaging like 10 points a game and he's shooting 38% from the field. Yeah. Berton's averaging 5 points a game and shooting 31% <laughs> from three. They're not going to make Dallas any better. Yeah. So, they're, that's a, just a massive downgrade yeah. going from, you know, Jalen Brunson to those guys. Yeah. But, and then you also include the fact they just lost Chris S. Porzingis. I don't know. Just a bad trade. I didn't like it. Yeah, that was probably one of the more question mark trades of the deadline. One trade that um, that I wanted to go to talk about is th- this. Honestly, I I think I don't know. You could argue this. But I honestly think this is the more weird trade. Um, the Buddy Heald Debonis Saponis trade. Yeah, that's the, a good one to talk about. The Buddy Heald. So Buddy Heald and Tyrese Halliburton were traded from the Sacramento Kings f- to 
the Indiana Pacers for Demonis Sabonis. And this was a really weird deal. I don't know I don't know why the the Kings gave up basically their first round draft pick and Tyrese Halliburton for Demonis Sabonis. I mean, Demonis Sabonis is a solid player and he was kind of in limbo in in uh, in Indiana, but this trade just doesn't make any sense to me. He's honestly going back to another Indiana, like in in uh, in Sacramento. Like, what, what's what was the point of that trade? Talk to me. So you know, I agree with John Anthony. This trade really puzzled me because <laughs> here's my thing: if you're going to trade Tyrese, like, okay, yes, you wanted Demontis Sabonis. Do you think that trading De'Aaron Fox alone would have gotten a deal done? Say again. Do you think that like just trading De'Aaron Fox would have gotten a deal done for because, for for Demonis Bonus? Yeah, I think that what the Maybe? I think what the Kings should have done is I think they should have kept Halliburton and they should have kept Heald and they should have traded De'Aaron Fox and maybe a first or second round pick in att- in attachment to him. Do you think for Demonis Bonus? Now they might not have even had to give up anything else because Fox is averaging twenty one points and five assists a game. Yeah. He's been legit this season for the Kings, so I just don't, you know. <laughs> the thing is, the Kings aren't, they're not, are they even playing for it? They're 12th in the West. No, right? yeah, this season's a wash. What the Kings are doing is they're trying to create this intimidating, Future. strong one-two punch between De'Aaron Fox and Demonis Sabonis. Will it work? Maybe. I don't think that's intimidating at all, though. And I, I, as a it's Laker not. fan, like, playing the Sacramento Kings, it's like, okay, you got De'Aaron Fox and Demonis Sabonis. How about the rest of the team, though? The rest of the team is not good. It's I'm not. sorry. I mean, obvious, and, and, and even I mean, Marvin Bagley's not even there anymore. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they just trade away Marvin Bagley. Yeah, so to Detroit. And yeah, we'll talk about that trade. But as well. the the Sixers, though, or, I'm sorry, the the Kings, they did this because they want to strengthen their future. They got a young center, Demonis Sabonis, who's a free agent at the end of next season, I believe. Mm-hmm. You pair him with De'Aaron Fox, and I think the Kings believe that that is a stronger team than having Halliburton healed. <sighs> And then Sabonis. I mean, Halliburton uh, was shooting like forty percent from three. Halliburton's been insane, it's which is really questionable. But if you're, the Sacramento Kings clearly believe that they are better off with De'Aaron Fox and Demonis Sabonis than having Halliburton healed mm. and Sabonis, mm-hmm. I disagree with that. I think that they would have been much better off by trading De'Aaron Fox in this deal. The Indiana Pacers wanted a guard. I'm yeah. pretty sure they just said we either want Halliburton healed or just Fox, mm-hmm. and. Clearly, the Kings said, okay, we'll give you Halliburton and Heal. And, you know, I, I think it's really interesting because the Kings, to me, I don't think they needed Demonis Sabonis. Yeah. They've got so many centers on that team. Yeah. I mean, before trading Marvin Bagley, they had Bagley, they had Rashawn Holmes, they had uh, Damian Jones, they had Trey Lyles, they had Josh Jackson. All these guys can play center. But yeah, that's true. I mean, it's like it's good to have a guy you, named Demonis Sabonis, and then you just acquired Demonis Sabonis. But it's like, but they still have so many centers. That's true. The center position was not a problem for the Sacramento Kings this season. Yeah, I mean, they've got a plethora of problems, but it was not center. Yeah. Center was, I thought, center was fine. So to get Demonis Sabonis, you know, do they get better by the steal? I think so. Yeah. I think they got better now. I think that they'll regret it down the road, though, because yeah. I think Tyrese Halliburton's a stud. Yeah, and I, I think so, too. I think Buddy Heald's one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA. could have been a Laker. Oh, don't get me started <laughs> on the Lakers. <laughs> All right, so now let's go into the Indiana Pacers side of this deal. J.A., what did you think of the Pacers side of this deal? Yeah, I, I think that, like what Robbie said before, like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that the Pacers getting Buddy Heald and Tyrese Halliburton, I think is a win. I mean, they're they're two really solid three-point shooters, great players. Um, Tyrese Halliburton is a really young, great, um, solid player. And Buddy Heald is a great 3-and-D guy. And so I think the Pacers are good. I mean, obviously you lost Demonis Sabonis, but, I mean— I mean, you still have Miles Turner, right? right? I mean, I mean, that's also a surprise that Miles Turner didn't get traded at the well, deadline. Well, see, that's the thing. I think that once the Indiana Pacers got a legit guard, yeah, I think they were just like, okay, we're gonna keep Miles Turner. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they got a legit guard, a leg- a legit shooting guard. Yeah, and you pair them with Miles Turner. Yeah, that's a pretty solid team. I think it definitely. I mean, obviously, you lose Devonis Sabonis, who's an All Star, but like. You also open up the floor for both shooters like Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald instead of having two bigs on your team. And so I think 
especially with the modern NBA, the spacing is really important. And so I think that Buddy Heald and Tyrese Halliburton, along with, um, I mean, you got with Miles Turner and, and, you got, and Malcolm Brogdon and Malcolm too. Brogdon too. I mean, obviously, Karis, I mean, Karis Levert is he's gone too, right? Yeah, they traded him to yeah. the Cavs. Yeah, yeah, he tra- he's gone. That trade puzzled me, by the way. Yeah. but well, we I guess we'll get about, to yeah. that in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think the Pacers have a have an interesting. Um, an interesting team, and they also—I mean, T.J. Warren's not even playing because he's hurt, right? Yeah, and so I think that the the Pacers—they have an interesting team. I mean, with Miles Turner, like we said, Buddy Heald and Tyrese Halliburton. So I think honestly, it's a win for them. Yeah, no, I would definitely agree with that. Um, my th- the way I look at it for the Pacers is like if you can get Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald, you have to do it. Yeah. What I think they'll do though, I don't think that they're going to keep Buddy Heald for the future. Really? I think they're going to try to trade Didn't, him pretty yeah. soon. Wasn't there wasn't there wasn't there a report saying that he they were going to trade him pretty they were going to trade him right after? Yeah, they were already shopping him. I mean, yeah. and why wouldn't you? I mean, what I don't think they really needed Buddy Hield. I think that they just kind of was like got a signing trade kind of thing. It was like a sweetener type of, type of thing. Like, oh, it's like oh, Buddy Hield. Okay, we don't really need you, but you just go somewhere. They, else. I think what they're going to do is I think that they're going to try to trade him this offseason yeah, okay. and get more in return. So essentially, they're trading Demonis Sabonis for Tyrese Halliburton and whatever they get for Buddy Hield. That's basically what they're getting. Oh, we have another caller. Hello, caller. Who are we talking to? Hey, this is uh, Jim Martinson. Hello, Jim. How are you? Hey, Jimmy. What's up? Good, good. I was uh, just giving you guys a call because I had a quick question for you. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Go for it. Um, Sorry to switch topics, but it's pretty basic. Just. I read an article saying that the Warriors were going to win the uh, the big one. Hmm. I just want to get your opinion on that. All right. Well, I personally believe that the Golden State Warriors are the favorites to win the championship. They're my pick to win the championship this year. They did not make any moves at the trade deadline. But I definitely think that they're a really good team. Obviously, they don't have Durant anymore. But you've got Klay Thompson back from injury, and he's not even 100%. But he's, you know, you can tell if you watch him that he's... Really, really good. You got the Splash Brothers. You got Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. And Draymond Green is hurt right now, and he'll be back after the All Star break. But when those three players, along with their role players, are are on, they're—I mean, obviously they're second in the Eastern Conference or in the Western Conference. Uh, they're three and a half games behind the Phoenix Suns. But I think come playoff time, once everyone's healthy and the Warriors get to the playoffs, I don't see anyone beating them. I, nice. I think that the Warriors have a great shot. I mean, the Suns are legit. I mean, they're the best team in the West by far. I mean, I don't say by far, but I mean, the Warriors, I think, are going to win the chip. They're my pick to win the chip. I don't know about you, Robbie. Yeah, no, this is one of the topics where J.A. and I strongly disagree on. We've had this conversation <laughs> several times, him and I have, oh, yeah. and I can assure you the Golden State Warriors will not win the championship this season. Who is I it? can guarantee you it's not going to be the Warriors. Anybody but the Warriors. I think the Lakers have a better chance than the Warriors this season. No, 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 like, no. Realistically, I don't know if that I, I, the point is that neither team's going to win the championship. <laughs> okay, I, I think I think there's a I think there's a higher chance that neither win the championship than the Lakers over the Warriors win the championship. You all know why the Warriors won't win the championship? Why? Because the Suns are better than them, the Bucks okay. are better than them. Hey. And I don't think that Steph Curry and Klay Thompson have been consistent enough yeah. this season. I don't think their depth has been consistent enough. Okay. Steph Curry had a two-month slump. Hey, this he's season. back. He's back. That, so you say he's, that's what three games he's been good for? No, he's he he's been shooting. I don't know the numbers, but I've been watching him, and he's been definitely. I mean, since since January, he was he was shooting like thirty-five percent from three. That's low, but no, he was shooting like twenty. Well, what I'm saying, he no, what I, no, what I'm saying is his. His overall season average went down to like thirty five percent. Now it's all the way up to thirty eight already. And I it think never went down to thirty five percent. It was like 30- the lowest it went to was thirty seven percent. Okay, exactly. but I will say this: the re like Curry's too inconsistent. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Clay Thompson's been consistent enough, and their depth Clay- hasn't been consistent at okay. all. I, and I, who knows how Draymond Green's health yeah. is going to be? If he's not playing, no yeah. way they win the championship. I, I think I think it's fair to say that the team that would win over the Warriors is the Suns. I think that's the only team in the Western Conference that has a better chance to win it. And if the Suns win it over the Warriors, then uh, I think, to answer your question, Jimmy, I think that if there's a team that has a better chance to win it, it would be the Suns. I think the Bucks are going to face... It's going to be the Bucks plus 
insert Western Conference team. If whether it's the Suns or the Warriors, I think the Bucks are the best team in the East. But in my opinion, like we said before, I think the Warriors are going to win it just because of their perimeter shooting, their great defense, and you know, obvi- I mean, obviously you do have to be consistent because I mean they also don't even have James Wiseman, their their big man who they drafted a couple years ago who's been hurt all year. Um, so there's a little bit of question marks, but I still think that the Warriors. I think the Warriors are going to win it this year, um, and we'll see. Jimmy, thank you so much for your call. Yeah, great great question, Jimmy. Yeah. Thanks for calling. All right, have a Thanks good night, Jimmy. for taking my question. Yeah, of course. All right. So, yeah, if you ever want to get me going, uh, just talk to me about the Golden State Warriors, and you will see how enraged that I get hey, because they're good, not winning hey, championship. Hey, it's okay to have some fun disagreement. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, just a reminder, if you guys ever want to call in, the phone number is 202-319-5106. So, J.A., uh, why don't we get into our next trade discussion sure, that you want to sure. talk about? Is there a specific trade that you want to talk about or what? Honestly... Uh, we mentioned it before, so why don't we go into the Marvin Bagley Pistons deal with the Serge Ibaka and the Bucks? And there was four. There were four teams in that deal. Yeah, a lot of solid role players yeah. in that deal. Yeah. So to to update everyone, there were four teams in this deal. So Detroit got Marvin Bagley from the Kings. The Los Angeles, the um, L.A. Clippers received Rodney Hood and some Semi Ojale. Milwaukee received Serge Ibaka two future first-round picks and cash considerations, and the Sacramento Kings got Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Jackson, and Trey Lyles. That's a lot. That's a mouthful. Oh, yeah. So, Robbie, tell me, who do you think, I mean, there were four teams, who do you think won this side of the, their side of the deal? You know, this is definitely a tough one, but, I mean, if I had to pick... I mean, these are all solid role players. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. anybody really did bad in it. Yeah. Um, like, you're looking for the Pistons. Marvin Bagley Jr., that dude has a lot of potential. So, he's been right. a bust. So, right. I wouldn't say a bust. He's been disappointing so far with yeah. the Kings. But he hasn't played much with the Pistons. We'll see him open up. I personally don't think he's that good. But um, let's look at the Clippers. Ronnie Hood and Semi Ojale. Uh, Ronnie Hood is a solid player. He's not going to make the Clippers that much better. He's yeah. a good spot-up shooter. He's a good defender. He's not going to make them that much it's better. A, it's nice. It's whatever. I think that the big winner of this deal is either the Bucks or the Kings, though. Yeah. Because for the Bucks, you get Serge Ibaka, Cash, and two second-round picks. Mm-hmm. Okay? Serge Ibaka has not been that great this season. His numbers are down. He's older, and he's slower. Uh-huh. But the Bucks desperately need a good center who can yeah. shoot threes that plays defense. Mm-hmm. Serge Ibaka still plays defense at, an, at not an elite level, but at a decent level. Okay? They've tried DeMarcus Cousins. He's been a bust. Brooke Lopez has not been healthy, and when he's been healthy, that man couldn't guard a brick wall for crying out loud. <laughs> I could score on Brooke Lopez for crying out loud. Yeah. The dude does not play defense. He can yeah. score and shoot it, but he doesn't play defense. Yeah. Serge Ibaka essentially is Brooke Lopez, but he plays better defense. Yeah. So that's something that they've been looking for. Yeah. And yes, is not elite anymore, but he makes them better at the center position. Definitely. With the Kings... Dante DiVincenzo is a solid player, I yes. think. He's a solid spot-up shooter. He plays good defense. He hustles. And they also got Trey Lyles and Josh Jackson. Correct. I don't think either of them are going to do anything. Like I think Josh Jackson's probably going to get bought out. Yeah. Uh, Trey Lyles, I think he might be there just because the Kings, for some reason, love to collect as many centers as they can find. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, though, getting Dante DiVincenzo, good for them. It seems like they've been trying to get him for a really long time. If you remember when Bogdan Bogdanovich was a free agent with the Sacramento Kings, yeah. the Kings tried to do a sign-and-trade mm-hmm. with the Milwaukee Bucks because yeah. uh, uh, Bogdanovich originally signed mm-hmm. with the Bucks. Yeah. And the deal was that Bogdanovich was going to go to the Bucks, yeah. and then Dante DiVincenzo was going to be the big piece going to the Sacramento mm-hmm. Kings in that deal. Obviously, Bogdanovich ended up going to the Atlanta Hawks mm-hmm. because there were some tampering issues, and the uh, the NBA just did not exactly. allow that trade yep. to happen. Yep. So, you know the Kings have been ha- they've had their eye on DiVincenzo for a long time. Yeah. DiVincenzo is going to be a solid bench piece for the Sacramento Kings, mm-hmm. I believe. I, agree. I believe that he's a guy that can come in every once in a while. Uh, he's almost he's probably going to be their buddy heel. Yeah, honestly, I was going to say that. Yeah. Like a spot up three point shooter who plays solid defense. Yeah. I think that's what DiVincenzo is going to bring to the Kings. So yeah. You know, we were just talking about how the Kings just threw away Buddy Heald. Yeah. I mean, they just got DiVincenzo, who's like another Buddy Heald. So, yeah. good for the Kings. See, I mean, in my opinion, I don't yeah. think that the that the Clippers did really that well. Mm-hmm. But the Bucks and the Kings, I thought they did really well. And for the Pistons, 
I, I really don't think that Marvin Bagley is going to warrant anything. It's a whatever. Yeah. Um, and as we're, as we're, I mean, as we're getting closer to the end here, I, um, there are so many trades we could talk about, but I had a question about a team or a couple of teams, honestly, that didn't do anything. Oh no! Um, I wonder. I wonder what team we're going to talk uh, about well, there first. Are, well, there are two teams, and they both happen to be our favorite teams. So, first of all, I would like to ask you, Robbie, as a Laker fan, and this is a legitimate <sighs> question: what were the what were the what were the rumors going into the deadline? What happened, and why didn't anything happen? Look, today was one of the more painful days as a Laker fan. This season has been a disaster for the Lakers. They come into this season, they are by far like the consensus favorite to win the the Western Conference. And they suck. They don't stink. They suck. There's a difference between the two. They suck. Yeah. They're it's an absolute mess and you listen to what LeBron James has said in press conferences? Yep. The other day, a reporter asked him, like, what do you think of the Lakers compared to the Bucks?" And he said, we're never going to be that good. <laughs> they don't, he, even he doesn't believe in their team. Russell Westbrook doesn't want to play for Frank Vogel. It seems like guys are arguing with each other. It seems like nobody wants to be there. It seems like players are just not happy there. It's a poorly run what? franchise. So, I'm going to be honest. I was pretty disappointed with what I've been hearing today. The rumors were that it seemed like they were talk, talking about trading Taylor Horton Tucker all day. Guys, that's the only asset that the Lakers really have <laughs> right now. He's not even that good. Honestly. He's not even that good. It's Taylor Horton Tucker, Austin Reeves, and then a 2027 first round pick. <laughs> that you that you don't have any other picks because of Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook. You don't have <sighs> yeah, one until so, 2027. Okay, so here's here's the main point. The point is that the Lakers they have no assets. Yeah, you know after. LeBron leaves, they're they're screwed. They're going to stink because they're going to have nothing. And they stink right now, but I can't imagine how bad they'll be when LeBron leaves. Mm-hmm. The point is that today everybody was saying that the Lakers were talking with the Orlando Magic about a Taylor Horton Tucker for Terrence Ross deal. Mm-hmm. That bothered me. You know why? Why? Because this past offseason, the Lakers were possibly interested in getting a guy like Damian Lillard. <laughs> and you know who the main piece was going to be in that deal? Taylor Horton Tucker. Tucker. So we go from trading Taylor Horton Tucker possibly for Damian Lillard? All the way down to possibly trading for Terrence Ross. Is that because his value went down? His value is diminished. Yeah. It's plummeted. He's yeah. got little to no value now because, one, he makes way too much money. How Two, much is he making? He, uh, like $13 million. Yeah. Two, he can't shoot. Three, he can't play a lick mm. of defense. Yeah. And four, he's just not a good player right now. He's only 20 years old. He's still young. There's still potential. Yeah. But... Either way, the Lakers were possibly talking about trading him to the Orlando Magic for Terrence Ross. I'm actually glad they didn't do that because I don't think Terrence Ross is good. I think he sucks. I think he would have been a disaster, and I'm thankful that they didn't do that. The other deal that the Lakers were possibly uh, uh, that they were talking about was trading Taylor Horton Tucker to the Toronto Raptors. For who? It would have been a four-team yeah. deal. The Lakers would have gotten Cam Reddish and Alec Burks. Well, now Cam Reddish. Oh yeah, and then the. Uh, Knicks. The Knicks would have gotten, I believe, Goran Dragic and somebody else. Uh. And the Raptors would have gotten Taylor Horton Tucker and another piece. The point is, that's another deal I didn't want to do. I think Cam Reddish is really bad. I think Alec Burks is not He's that decent. good. He's, He's like not meh. that good. Yeah, not good. Decent, like, just an average player. Taylor Horton Tucker, all he needs to do is play well the rest of the season. <laughs> I think that we can trade him. Yeah. Alec Burks and... Uh, um, Cam Reddish are both putting up like 11 points a game on the season. They're not doing anything Cam for Reddish the team. Is, I, don't even, I don't even remember if Cam Reddish has even played as a Nick. He's played like three games. He, he doesn't play, but the point is that, like, okay. I'm glad we didn't trade Taylor Horn Tucker for those bums. Oh, those yeah. Those guys suck. Yeah. Like, they are bad. I'm glad we didn't trade Taylor Horn Tucker for them. Yeah. I'm upset that we couldn't make a trade happen because this Laker team needs change. Yeah. They are a disaster right now. Yeah. I'm disappointed they didn't find a way to trade DeAndre Jordan. They didn't find a way to trade Trevor Reza. They didn't find a way to trade Wayne Ellington. They didn't find a way to trade Kent Bazemore. They didn't find a way to trade Dwight Howard. None of those guys got traded, and they're going to be on the team for the rest of the season. What about Russell Westbrook? <laughs> okay, here's my thing. Did you hear about the Russell Westbrook for John Wall deal possibly? I did hear about that. Okay. Was I disappointed that Russ didn't get traded? A little bit. 
But here's the deal, guys. Wh- who wants Russell Westbrook? Does no, anybody no want him? wants to pay that $50 million deal. Exactly. There's only one team that's willing to do that, and that's the Houston Rockets, Rockets, and we'd have to take on John Wall's contract. I, If I could swap Russell Westbrook for John Wall straight up, I'm doing it in a heartbeat as a Laker fan. <laughs> wow. I'm because John Wall is a higher IQ, doesn't take as many shots, not as ball dominant, and he's more and he's more of a playmaker essentially. Yeah. And he's a smarter defender. But it doesn't matter. The point is that the Lakers they had to turn that down because the Rockets also wanted a first round pick. Why would we give up Russell Westbrook and a first round pick for John Wall? Why would we do that? I have no idea. We wouldn't do that. So that's why the Lakers turned down the deal. I've always lived by the philosophy that no deal is better than a bad deal. Let that sink in, folks. Yes, it's bad. The Lakers and the Knicks did not make any trades, but they did not make any bad trades. That's the thing you have to remember. No deal is better than a bad deal. I would rather have, you know, I'd rather have a team stand pat at the deadline Mm -hmm. than do what the Dallas Mavericks did today. Yeah? That's what I would much rather do. What what would you consider, I mean, were there any circumstances that may have happened like was there a trade that you think may have happened that you would have been like no that's a terrible trade if the Lakers did it personally I think if we trade Taylor Horton Tucker for Terrence Ross yeah I think that really would have bit us in the rear end down the road yeah I'm not saying that Taylor Horton Tucker will be a star folks I I, I just said I don't think he's that good like I, I think he's overrated overhyped I think he's an average prospect yeah maybe a little bit above average yeah but here's the main point there's so much potential with him yeah I think down the road, Taylor Horton Tucker in his best season, I think he'll put up 14 points a game. I don't think that's asking for too much. 14 yeah. points a game. What would Terrence Ross do for us? Like, I don't know, five, six points a game? Exactly. So if we had done, if we had pulled the trigger with that trade, I think it would have been a disaster. Yeah. I think Terrence Ross is overrated. I think he's overhyped. I think the Orlando Magic fans like him too much, and I don't think he would have made the Lakers any better whatsoever. The Lakers made the right move today. J.A., I want to know, though, how do you feel as a New York Knicks fan knowing that you did not make any trades today? Do you feel the same way that I do about the Lakers, like no trades better than a bad trade, or do you wish that they did something? Honestly, this is... See, this honestly is a tougher situation for me because, honestly, actually, the situation for you is tougher because, obviously, you had you had championship aspirations and now you're bad and you didn't even make a trade. For me, as a Knicks fan... The fact that we didn't do anything, just, it kind of hurt. Because there's so many questions about this roster that I just, that just haven't, that need need answers. And I think there were, there were talks that they were going to trade Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker and even, and even Alec Burks. I just think that they needed somebody. And I mean, they were even... They're even th- talking about trading Mitchell Robinson, which I think would have been a bad decision. Um, but I think the fact that we didn't do anything was kind of bad. And I know we are we're sitting <laughs> we're sitting twelfth in the East right now, twenty four and thirty one. So honestly, I mean, we've lost four in a row. Actually, at this point, the fact that we didn't do anything just means that we're just going to tank. So I think that the, the fact that they didn't do anything means that they're just going to tank. But I think if they were a little bit higher, if they didn't go on a four-game losing streak and lose two of, and lose eight of their last ten, I think they could have made a trade. I think it's absolutely fair. But I think just and also the, Julius Randle was kind of making me really mad. The, his attitude the last couple of weeks with the media in New York, it just it just kind of it makes me mad. Honestly, just I don't know if you saw, but he was like he was. Uh, He's hitting laptops, getting yeah, them out of the way. That, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's just, I think the I think the Knicks need some sort of change, whether it's in the off season or signing somebody. I I I, I don't know. I the Knicks were so, the Knicks obviously overachieved last year, but I think that they they have some of the assets to do better. Like they're just underachieving this year. I just and. I mean, the Cleveland Cavaliers are like they're fourth in the East, and they don't even have many All Star. They don't have any. They don't even have like an All Star except for Darius um, Garland. Except Darius Garland, but it's like they're fourth in the East, and you're twelfth, and you have Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, Kemba Walker. 
Like, I don't know. I'm sorry. We It's 9 o'clock, and we have to get to the end, but we could talk about this for all night. Absolutely. We will definitely have more to talk about next week. With the NBA, it seems like there's always stuff going on, always news, always rumors, lots of drama that we always have to talk about. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to our radio show tonight. We will be on every Thursday from here on out from 8 to 9 p.m. That's every Thursday, 8 to 9 p.m. And as always, when you ever want to call in, the phone number is 202-319-5106. We are two big NBA fans who Mm -hmm. just love to talk hoops. Jay, any final thoughts? Just thank you so much for listening and get ready for a great semester. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Talking Hoops with J.A. Buono and Robbie Cruz. I am your host, Robbie Cruz, and I'm signing off today. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. God bless you, and I hope you guys are excited for the Super Bowl because it's going to be a good one on Sunday. Peace out.